Happy Sunday to everybody. Welcome to a, another episode of the Sideline Junkies podcast tonight. I am BJ. So far, I got Delonte with me. What's going on, Delonte? What's going on, sir? Uh, nothing much, man. Hey, man, how was that? Uh, how was that? That Broncos uh, Redskins game? It was. It was electrifying. You know, of course, it was even more electrifying because my team. You know, we. Broncos, we we took that win, but it was it was a lot of Broncos fans there. I was I was pretty shocked, pretty shocked. Hey, you know what, Delonte, we we we've talked about that in previous podcasts about how FedEx Field is kind of like, um, it, it's not really truly a a home field per se. It, it, you'll get a lot of invading fans in there, especially a Cowboys game, a Packers game, a Steelers game. It is the you think it'd be damn near half the stadium probably the other other teams colors. But it's not just the FedEx Fields, the the Wizards also if you know I don't know if you've been when the last time you've been to a Wizards game? Um I actually went to one last season when they played against the Lakers. And how what was the from what you saw, what was the percentage of Laker fans versus Wizards fans? I would say it's probably 65, uh, 35 Lakers fans. You, you're saying it was 65% Lakers fans? Yep. Wow. See, that's man. crazy. Yeah, with, with ball jerseys on. That's crazy, man. I know I know that was really heavy when, of course, you know, Kobe and Shaq there, the, the Kobe Gasol era, you know, of course, and they, they come to town. But you're saying it was 65% Lakers with Lonzo Ball jerseys on. Wow, wow. Yeah, and, and he didn't even have a good game. Uh, oh. What's your boy Kuzma? Kuzma carried the load for the Lakers. Amazing. I don't know what it is about this time. I don't know if it's the revolving door because it's the city and you got a lot of transplants here. But um, a couple of years ago, me and, and me and Jim went to a Steelers game, and it was I want to say it was sixty five seventy percent Steelers in the house for a Monday night game against the Redskins. It was kind of, it was kind of bad, wow. but, but we got a good show. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm... Okay. We got a good show for y'all tonight. We just want to, you know, touch on some preseason football. Um, get, I want to get Delonte's takes on uh, what he saw the other night from the Broncos. Good, bad, ugly uh, Redskins also. And uh, KG, my man KG, our our home hometown leader, our Redskin aficionado, had to take a sick day tonight. So he called in sick, man. I didn't want to give it to him, but I had to. Hardest working man in the business. Yes, he, sir. He got a rest. He got a rest. Take some time off. We got it. Don't worry about it. Yes, so indeed. before we even get into that, we had a a horrible tragedy today um, at a Madden tournament in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. If you're not familiar with what goes on as far as Madden, they have qualifiers. And if you win these qualifiers, um, it'll boost you to later on as far as entering the the bigger tournament down the line. Um, I know confirmed uh Madden the Madden Nation lost True Boy 
and uh, spot me, please. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, this it, it's really, really no words for this. It, you, 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 you go. Esports is at a level now where you can actually make a living doing something that you love to do. And when you're in that playing that game, that's your sanctuary. It, it, you know what I'm saying? You're you're with your brethren. You know, everybody knows each other in there for the most part. Because, uh, you know, they these guys, you know, go to different tournaments trying to compete and trying to win the, the cash, trying to win the, the championship points to to compete further down the line. So um, a lot of them, you know, spent years with each other. So it's just, um, it's really sad. I believe the, I'm not going to even acknowledge the guy, but I believe from what, what was been read and what's been reported that he, he was a competitor at that tournament and he lost. And um, it's, it's just, it's just sad. It's sad. You can't sit and, play video games in America without worried about getting shot. And then at the, at the same token, in another breath, people are complaining about athletes taking a knee, NFL players taking a knee to protest what's going on as far as in the minority communities. It's, it's really sad. But My thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, I definitely want to uh... – Express my prayers and condolences to you know the end of the families and the individuals that we lost in the Madden tournament. That's pro- this is probably one of the most senseless acts of violence. I mean, it's bad enough. Like you know, you got these maniacs going into these schools and you know with these guns and stuff. But a video game thing? Come on, man! Like, come on, really? You know, so you. You take the L and and you get mad, so you go you you produce a a, a hang a, a gun, and you start taking people's lives. Then you take your own life like a coward. You know, like <sighs> you know, I'm I'm not even going to address the 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 shooter. You know, I'm, I'm sure his family is. Nah, I don't know, but it's just it's it's super sense. This is like super senseless like this is a video game event a video game event like come on like we really got to do better and just the the to um give these guys you know their, their proper names um true boy is eli clayton and uh spot me please is taylor robertson uh i think it really it, let me. I don't want to say it struck me when I saw the picture. It already struck me that somebody lost their life over a video game. But when you saw Spot Me Please in the picture with his young son and his wife, and to know that this man that was, one, providing for his family, two, loved his family, and, and you know, that he <laughs> his child and his wife won't be able to see him no more because he got killed playing a video game. It just is hard to fathom. It really is. It really is. Um, Delonte, let's dive into the game the other night, Broncos-Redskins. Tell me, um, what did you see from the Broncos that uh, that was that you liked, 
what did you see maybe they need to work on? And then on the opposite side, give me the same thing for the skins. What did you think about the skins first unit, defense, offense? How did you think it matched up against the Broncos first unit? Oh, man, I'm, it's, it's actually going to be hand-in-hand, BJ. Uh, what I like from my Broncos was the running game. The running game, we was dogs on the field. I mean, you know, on the ground, I'm sorry. We were dogs on the ground, like take no prisoners. You know, we were making the cuts. Like, you know, our, um, our line, offensive line was on point. You know, it was a great night, you know, for our running backs. Um on the flip side, the Redskins, a lot of missed tackles, a lot of missed tackles. Stevie Wonder probably could have made, like, three tackles, three of those missed tackles. Like, it was it was, it, it was probably one of the you know, most dismal defensive performances I've seen, preseason, regular season, pro season, what have you. Um, if, if there's something that I think the, um, the Broncos can work on, the cornerback. Oh man, um, Bradley Roby, like dude, you know you, you know we we traded away um, to leave, and you know we we gave you the keys to the car, you know thinking that, you know you'll you'll be ready to like, you know step into that starting role alongside Chris Harris Jr. But dude, you've been getting burnt all uh, preseason. So what did we do? We signed Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> we signed Pac Man Jones, like hey, but you know what, man? That if Pac Man, you know he he's not the Pac Man of bowl. He's not gonna have on the feet. But if he could provide some some veteran leadership and maybe you know take Bradley Roby and be like, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. You need to try this. You need to, you know, if that's what he can provide and and give you some because we we saw a clip. A week or two ago, where Richard Sherman got smoked in practice, you know he don't have the wheels he used to have. So he's out there just based on his football knowledge. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to, you know, step for step anybody. But you know, you, I'm, I'm hoping, and I know you're hoping that Pac-Man Jones can just bring some leadership in. Right. Yeah, I mean, we like some, you know, some leadership, like a, like a dog mentality, like. I'm I'm sure he gonna, he definitely gonna bring that dog mentality. Like, you know, any Pac-Man Jones fans out there listening, you know, any Bengals fans, like I gotta call the spade a spade, y'all. But your boy, you know, he's a he's a thug. You know, you know, smart. You know, I say good defensive player, but hey, you know, we we're gonna need that. We're gonna need that that dog like mentality, and I think that's why Elway signed him. Um, you know, basically to replace Talib. Now, do I think he's going to be an upgrade from Talib? No, no, no way. But I mean, you know, he he's going to bring that toughness. So, and I, he's definitely going to be a, a locker room leader. So, you know, he he'll serve a purpose. He'll serve a purpose. You know what? Um, uh, I I touched on it kind of the last episode I was on uh, as far as teams and how they utilize their preseason. I, I, I'm looking at the, the Broncos and the, and the Skins stats from that game. Case Keenum threw 18 balls, 12 of 18, 148, no no TDs, no interceptions. Um, 
Henderson running running for the Broncos, seven for thirty-five. Lindsey five for thirty-one. Uh, Manuel Sanders had a one one for uh, twenty-seven yards, and Freeman five for twenty-six. Uh, Williams six for nineteen. So you know they they you know Emmanuel Sanders caught four balls. He was targeted eight times. You know they their first unit put some work in. Oh yeah. Um, then you go to the Redskins, and, and I'm going to touch on this when I talk about the Bills game today against the Bengals and the, the game against the Browns. I'm gonna, uh, I want to touch on this. Now, Alex Smith just came to the Redskins. He hasn't had, you know, um, any, 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 anybody on this team, Where, the wide receivers, the, the running backs, the tight ends. I would think that I understand it's preseason, but Alex Smith was only three for eight, 33 yards. He took a sack, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't understand. You bring somebody in here. This is the third preseason game. I was looking for numbers similar to what the Broncos did with Case Keenum. I was looking for him to throw 15 to 20 balls, now the 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 one bright spot for the Redskins was Adrian Peterson, eleven for fifty six yards, 11, 11 attempts, fifty six yards, five point one average. All right, so that that looks like the AP of all, and I know it's preseason, and everybody you can't take too much in the preseason, but I think you can. I think it's a lot you can take from preseason, and I just feel like the Redskins are setting themselves up for another slow start yep. when it comes to this season because usually, you know, I, it, 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 it depends on the, the, the coach of the team and the philosophy they're going with. But usually that fourth preseason game, you really put the second and third and bubble players out there because you want to see who's going to make this team. Then you have the flip side, and I said this, the, you know, uh, and, and, and one of the last episodes, when I went to the Buffalo Redskins preseason game last season, Kirk Cousins and the first squad, I believe they played well into the third quarter, if not into the fourth. And you're getting reps. It's time to play ball, gentlemen. It's time to get out here and play ball. I can't, I can't see the Redskins coming on. And I, I know Alex Smith, is a, he's a professional. He's a pro. He's been in that for a while, but not with these guys. Not with Richardson, you know, mm-hmm. not with um, Vernon Davis. I don't know where Jordan – I guess Jordan Reed is still um, on the shelf. But I think if, they, if, if Adrian Peterson come out running like this, that might be the only thing to save them. Because now, of course, when you have a dominant running back that commands attention, commands you to put somebody in a box and stop them, that might open up the pass again. You still got Josh Doxson to throw to. You got Paul Richardson. You got Jordan Reed, if he can be healthy. You still got Vernon Davis. So they have weapons. They have potential on paper. But we've seen Redskins put teams together on paper and come out and lay an egg in the season. So um, I just think that – I just think they're setting themselves up a little bit. I mean, I don't – I'm, and this is for me, you know, outside in. I, that's not how I would run it. I wanted to see Alex Smith throw 20 balls. You know, get in the rhythm. Get a touchdown under your belt. Get some confidence. 
you know, and and, and go that way. Um, yeah. Now, Delonte, mm-hmm. you think that? How do you think that if you had to pre- predict? I don't know if you had the schedule in front of you for the Broncos, but just off of what you're saying, um, where do you see your Broncos as far as? Wins and losses over and under nine wins. What do you see them at? Uh, I, I, I want to say 10 and six. Okay. Because our offense is definitely going to be way better than it was last year. Like me, you, uh, what, Paul, or Isaiah, whatever this guy's name is now, <laughs> Jimmy, any of us, we, we could have beat them. You know, we, we could have got. You know, any we, we could have beat uh, the Broncos last year, but this offense is retooled and refined. So I want to say ten and six, but this this if I was a betting man, I would say nine and seven with a, a shot I, for a wild card berth. I'm looking at the schedule, and um, you know, I see our schedule. I, I think it depends on what Patrick Mahomes is going to do in Kansas City because I oh, even though he, he even though he's the future you go from Alex Smith somebody that doesn't turn the ball over you know that plays a certain style of ball Patrick Mahomes is the complete opposite oh yeah he's you know what I'm saying he's a gunslinger he has wheels so you got that you got John Gruden back in Oakland you got a healthy Oakland offense with Carr and um they signed um uh, what's the boy name from um, Green Bay? Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Signed Jordy Nelson, added him to that unit with Amari Cooper. And but, uh, Bryant, Martavius Bryant. And Martavius Bryant. So Oakland could be nasty. But yeah. saying that, but saying that though, y'all got Ron Miller on one side and Bradley Chubb on the other side. I still think like that might be the upgrade of the set because you already, Von Miller himself is so dominant yeah. and commands so much attention. Now you had this kid on the other side that's it probably going to be just as monstrous as Von Miller. And you come in from both sides, you you don't have the option to double team. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're going to leave a back in there, but that's still going to leave one of them one on one. Right. So, but I, I think ten and six is fair. I think it it, it all depends on. Um, Case Keenum, you know, if he comes out, not not you know not turning the ball over, y'all start with the uh, Seahawks. It looks like, yes, yeah, so it looks like y'all start with the Seahawks. So that's a that's a test off the break. Yeah, that's a test off the break because you know they still got Russell Wilson. Yeah, he can still air it out. He still air it out. Still put it, you know, tuck it and run. So I think you know with him on the center, they're they're kind of always able to hang around. Right. So, y'all got the Ravens the week after that. I'm not sure about the Ravens. I don't know who's going to show up as far as which Joe Flacco is going to show up. You know, I think he's on a short lead. That's a whole nother episode. When we get KG back, we're going to dive into the Ravens. But that, I think that's a whole nother episode there about the leash Joe Flacco has. Because Lamar Miller sitting back there and he looks good. Oh, yeah. He looks good. Oh, yeah. So, with that being said, I'm going to dive into the Bills, the Cincinnati game. I'm going to talk a little bit about 
what I saw in the Browns game. Okay. With Buffalo. And I'm not liking what I see. And I know, like I said, everybody says it's preseason. You know, don't worry about it. You know, when the, when the season starts, it's going to be a whole different story. Okay. But I'm watching Buffalo's first unit against the Browns' first unit last week. And I'm watching Carlos Hyde rip runs, gash the defensive line. I know Kyle Williams got hurt. And he's the anchor of the defensive line. But like I said the last episode, Kyle Williams is, I believe, 35. It's probably his last season. It's time for somebody else to step up. And that was your time to show how hungry you were. And it just didn't get done. And I'm looking at the game today, the Bengals. And I'm just looking. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this team. I don't know this. I don't think I'm saying maybe five or six wins for this team this year. Hmm. I think I think it's bad this year. I really do because the one piece that you need to be consistent mm-hmm. is a is a carousel right now in Buffalo, and they don't know. You know, I don't know the the AJ McCurran. Uh, it turned out he doesn't have a fractured collarbone, so that was good news, you know. But still, AJ McCurran isn't uh, a top fifteen starter oh, in this league. Oh, he, definitely I, not. I, I don't know. He, I, he's probably not a top twenty five starter. You know, that's a stopgap for Josh Allen. So, do you give Josh Allen the keys? He looked, he looked good a little bit last game against the Browns. He made some real good decisions. Um, I was, I was also disappointed. That he didn't play more. He he threw twelve balls, six for twelve, thirty four mm-hmm. pedestrian, thirty four yards, no touchdown, no interception. Um, he took five sacks. Took five sacks today. Um, Nathan Peterman, sixteen for twenty one, two hundred yards, uh, TD, no interceptions. Um, at, at this point, at the Bills quarterback, I would just flip a coin. I mean, do you put Josh Allen in there? Give him the keys. He's the rookie, and let him work his way through his mistakes and and grow at the position. Or are they trying to let him sit? I don't know. I don't think it matters at this point. I want to see Josh Allen. That's who you drafted at number seven. I want to see Josh Allen play. So, but with today's game too, I mean, I'm watching the second unit, the third unit, get gassed. And I'm just like Tremaine Edmonds, the, the the middle linebacker they drafted out of Tech. That boy's the truth. I just want to put that out there. He's the truth. He got wheels, and he knows what he's doing. So I'm de- that's definitely a bright spot. The one bright spot I see in the Bills. But it's time for somebody to step up. It's time for somebody to step up. And we've been relying on Kyle Williams to anchor that defensive tackle position for the bill for a long time. And it's time for, it's time for people to step up. It really is. It's time for people to step up and, and get and show how bad you want it. So y'all, y'all defense, man. I I think y'all still have a good defense. Um, I guess I, I don't want to say it's good. I think that you see and this is where I go back. I hate to go back to the quarterback position when we're talking about defense, but it's so much that you can't 
gauge when you have a bad quarterback. And we had a bad quarterback last year in Tyrod Taylor. When you constantly have three and outs, when you can't move the ball up the field, and you, you're, de- you're asking your defense to come back out yet again, eventually they get tired. And the same thing I say about the wide receivers. You have a bad quarterback. You can't gauge how good your receivers are. You might be able to right. see some speed. You know, that every mile and again, they might make a, a, a spectacular catch, but you can't, you can't gauge them consistently because they can't get the ball. So I think that – I think the, the backside of the defense, I'm not too worried about. I think it's that front that, – that defensive line. The defensive line has me worried, and we both know if you can't control the defense and the offensive line in the game, you're going to have a lot of trouble. You're going to have yeah, a yeah. lot of trouble. So yeah. I just uh, – <laughs> it's, it's, I, mm-hmm. I know it's preseason, but it's just, just a lot. It's a lot going on that catches your eye that, um, that you look at, and it's like, ah. I don't know if that's going to work. When we get to that, when we get to the, the week one of the of the season, I think it, we're going to be exposed. And I hate to say that, but just looking at it from a realistic eye. So, if you uh, let's 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 switch gears. We stand with football. We stand. Uh, I'm going to switch switch gears just a little bit. Um, right. The Urban Meyer situation. He got three game suspension. You think it was enough? You think that was enough? Do you think it was too harsh? Do you think what do you think about that situation? That was a slap on the wrist. That was a slap on the wrist. Um had that have been another coach, let's say probably at a lesser known program, he'd have been fired. Like off top. He would have been fired. It wouldn't even been, you know, placed on administrative leave or pay. He would have been fired. You know, you got this, you know, all what's this stuff, the Me Too movement and everything, you know, no, nah, and, and the fact that he, you know, he was aware of, of this, of one of his coaches abusing, you know, um, his wife, and, you know, he, three games is a slap on the wrist, you know, because he's Urban Meyer, and, you know, he coaches the Ohio State. And it had it have been somebody like, uh, myself or you and we coached like you know some little little school like Grambling you know what Grambling's not a little school but you know like Howard or something like that yeah like yeah Howard yeah, Howard or like American or what's the other one like George Mason mm-hmm. oh they'd have fired us they'd have fired our ass for real <laughs> so you know it, it, it's just I mean you know you it's easy to read between the lines you know I'm I'm not going you know go you know go too far and you know out there you know of all the listeners out there y'all should pretty much know where i'm getting at but you know we got sponsors so you know i'm trying to be a little respectful to the sponsors but hey man you know three games is a slap on the wrist that's a slap on the wrist well you know my my position with the ncaa is the their joke and oh yeah but and and, and I want to go into this a little bit because, you know, of course, if this was not Urban Meyer and if he wasn't winning at Ohio State, he'd have been gone. 
but the NCA proves and these these big schools prove time and time again if you're winning we can overlook a lot of stuff and if he knew like the reports say if he did know then I think they should have if they wanted to keep him they should have removed him for the whole season I think that would have been a, a, a fair penalty if he knew but here's the thing I'm send, if I'm sending my kid to Ohio State Shouldn't Urban Meyer be worried about my kid? They have all these kids on the roster. You're telling me that a big school like Ohio State doesn't have people monitoring if someone on the staff gets arrested, their background checks. You, you, that, that, that can't be Urban Meyer's job also, right. to be fair to him. But like I said, if he knew, yeah. if he knew he needs to be punished. But my thing is, just like you have a training staff, you have an offensive coordinator, you have defensive coordinator, special teams coach, you got a quarterback coach, you got all these coaches. So Urban Meyer is responsible for all of these people, plus somebody's kid. They got to make sure they're in uh, at their curfew. They got to make sure they're going to classes. So he's also supposed to be responsible for, hey, one of your coaches got arrested or one of your coaches did this too. Now, once it's brought to his attention, somebody should be monitoring that. Like at my job, if something happens on your record, they're, they're able to pull it up and see it or your driving record per, per se. Like how, how much do, you, do they want these you know, coaches get paid big money, but how much responsibility do you want them to have on top of, watching over someone's kid 24-7. It's a big responsibility. So, I think they should have suspended him for the whole year. Saying that, that they should have suspended him for the whole year. But, we know it's about winning. He'll be back before the Michigan game. And that's all that matters to Ohio State, the NCAA, to keep that money train rolling in. And... And then that's it. That's all. Yep. So, um, I wanted to talk some Cowboys tonight. I'm going to touch on Cowboys a little bit. My man Gary's not with us tonight. Um, the Cowboys having a lot of problems as far as offensive line. Um, this, that, <laughs> that you talking about one of their, one of their star units, probably the best unit on the team. Let's be, let's be honest. The best oh, yeah. best unit on the team is is hurting right now. Um, they're playing the Cardinals now, but um, they had uh, who was that that just joined us? What's going on, Jim? Jimmy. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, man, we good. We we, we just talking about some stuff, man. I want you to, if you're ready, man. I want you to jump in and. Kind of talk some Steelers with us, what you what you're seeing through the preseason, and if there's any red flags that you going carrying into the season that you're worried about. Wow, uh, red flags. Yeah, defense mainly. You know, new people. Everybody trying to get adjusted to the defense. Um, trying to fill that void called Ryan Shazier, which is uh, tough. That's a big void, man. So. 
That's why they drafted Terrell Edmonds, uh, Marcus Allen, uh, the kind of fill these gaps, and also signed John Bostic. But the problem is you can't you can't re- repeat that speed. It'll be hard, and that tenacity he brings on the field. So, yeah, that's my red flag in defense. Offensively, whew, we should be all right. We didn't lose too much. Juju going into his second year. If James Washington can have nice numbers as a rookie, uh, everybody should be good. Vance McDonald, he can stay injury-free as a tight end. I like Jesse James. He's like my favorite um, – my favorite tight end, uh, out of all the tight ends, he's my favorite. Hopefully he can come in. He can stay healthy and get some big catches and change the uh, game for us. Of course, A.B., he's always going to be A.B. And my, my man, uh, Le'Veon Bell, hopefully he come back for the first game of the season. If not, I have big confidence. I'm telling you, all through the preseason, I've been like a James Conner. He's been ripping and running. Uh, you can't ask no more from a second-year player. Uh, I hope uh, Jalen Samuels, he gets a chance at uh, doing some nice things out of the backfield, in the backfield. Hope he makes a major difference. And if our offensive line can hold steady, we should be good. As far as quarterback, man, I'm like – I'm not a Landry Jones fan, but Landry Jones may be our best option until Mason Rudolph gets off. Is Big Ben still in concussion protocol? Is he he not playing? Yeah, he play, he played uh he played against Tennessee. Okay. Man, he threw a nice touchdown over the shoulder to uh Justin Hunter. Justin Hunter made a nice catch. He reeled that in, got two feet inbound before he fell out of bounds for the touchdown. So he's playing. Uh he, he played a couple of series, then they kind of gave it away to I wanna say it might have been Landry Jones. I think Mason Rudolph played the uh, the last half. But, yeah, he's back. You know, he was one and done. This is his only preseason game because I'm quite sure week four he's not going to get a chance to uh, – no need to put him out there and take a chance. And A.B. was hurt, so he didn't get to play. So he might not even play at all this preseason. Hey, Jim, let me – I was talking about preseason early, and I was talking about how – well, Jim just dropped off. I'll see if he come back. Mm-hmm. Um. I wanted to let's go back to the Cowboys. The Cowboys, uh, they just Travis Frederick, their star center, I believe. And I'm, wondering, I'm hoping I'm saying this right. He was diagnosed with Gullion Bear syndrome. Mm. It, it looks like it's something that robs you of your strength and balance. So, for right now, I believe he's out indefinitely. What's going on, Jim? I'm sorry, Brian. I, I missed the wait. I missed what now, you, you said. You good. I'm talking about the Cowboys offensive line right now. Then I'll get back to the question I was asking you. Okay. Um, Travis Frederick went down with something called Gillian Bear syndrome. It, it, it says it robs you of your strength and balance. So he's out indefinitely. Uh, yes. Collins, Collins uh, looked like he had a uh, some type of ankle sprain or something. He was limping real bad. And I believe it's Zach Martin. See, this is why I need Allen. I believe it's Zach Martin that say he'll be – basically he'll be ready for week one. But right now the best unit on that team looking is real, real shaky. 
as far as um yeah, if Zach Martin says he'd be ready for week one. Looking real shaky right now. And um I know they have to go with a uh a right I believe it's a right tackle that is uh gonna replace uh for uh what you call him the center, um Frederick. So they got a lot of a lot of lot of questions on that uh, on that offensive line, and we were just talking about if you can't control the offensive line, the deep, you're gonna have a long day on the football field. So, Jim, Jim, what I was saying about preseason, I was talking earlier, and I was saying that with the Buffalo Bills and the Redskins, I was disappointed. Like Case Keenum threw 18 balls; he was 12 for 18, and I can't remember all of, uh, Alex Smith through only a handful of balls. And it's the same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen didn't throw uh well he was like three for six, I wanna say. What do you think like do you think that's going into the preseason that the Redskins are gonna are setting themselves up for another slow start? Alex Smith was three for eight, thirty three yards and he took a sack. Do you think Alex Smith let me he just came over. Do you think he should I, I wanted to see him throw 15 or 20 balls. Do you think that's too much asking the third game in the preseason? No, I don't think that's too much. I, I think by the time you get through with the – because you at least should play at least the first half or first quarter and in the, in the, in the half of the second quarter. I don't think that's too much unless he looks so good in the first possession and in the second possession, the second series. I, I think that I think that's fair. Now, unless you're just scared that your offensive line is not going to hold up and protect them, depending on who you're going against, then that might be my concern, knowing that you may not have a quality backup ready for uh, week one. Yeah, and then and the other flip side with Buffalo, Josh Allen was 6 for 12, 34 yards. And I'm just like I, – I, I, and, and, and me and Delonte was talking earlier, you know, different coaches do different things. So – I just thought that Alex Smith coming over, not having thrown to Richardson, Doxson, not having worked with Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, I thought he would have been out there for at least 20, 20 throws, good 20 throws, getting a rhythm, you know, and the same thing with Josh Allen. I wanted you – you're a rookie. Um, you should have played – I thought he should have played the first half today. Get in a rhythm. Let's work some kinks out because more than likely – He's going to be the starter come week one, I think. So, uh, I just it's it's frustrating watching the preseason. I know everybody you know says don't put a lot into it, but it's frustrating watching some teams that really need work not do it in the preseason. So, yeah, I I, I agree with you because it's at this point it's about chemistry. By like the third game, if everybody is healthy. And everybody playing a series of two each game until that third week, you expect expect to see some good progress. I know it's practice, and you know, and you know, you'll hear reports that so and so went five for seven in practice. You know, out of these seven passes, he had two TDs. But it, it doesn't matter until you start playing against other people, and that's when it starts to show. And like with uh, Josh Allen and and uh, Alex Smith, they need to build chemistry. You know, you know who your go-to guy is in practice, but it's not the same when you're playing real football. So, you know, chemistry is a big key 
especially if you got some weapons that's already been there and they're trying to get to know you, see how you throw the ball. And then the rookie try to figure out what you like and how you throw the ball too and, and try to get on the same page. You know, it'll, it'll show. I guess you got to give it a couple of weeks. By week two or three, you should see offenses doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Um, I asked Delonte what he thought about over and under as far as wins for his team. And uh, he was, he was, he said he, he thought, uh, what you say, Delonte, 10 and 6 for the Broncos? Yeah, 10 and 6. Jim, what's, what's your over? Uh, what do you expect the Steelers to be um, coming this season as far as wins and losses? Ooh, uh, they should be they 13 and 3 last year. I, I say 11 and 5, 10 and 6. They should. Should win their division, so yeah, about ten and six. Okay, that, that, that's fair. Yeah. Um, for the Steelers, that's yeah. fair. Right. now, one more question, fellas, and we gonna we gonna wrap it up. And it it, it concerns a one Baltimore quarterback. RG three looks decent. If you're a GM, let's just say, or any any team, if RG three is free. Will you take a chance on them? And then, if you would, what what team do you think really needs an RG three right now? Oh, uh, I would say yes because I, I believe he has humbled himself, especially after not playing at all last year, and he's probably going to be the third string quarterback because Lamar Jackson, man, that dude. He, he he might, you know, a lot of teams slept on him. As far as who I think can use him, hmm. Uh, Buffalo, maybe. Um, no, this, of course. Um, I would say Buffalo. Uh, maybe New England because, I mean, Tom, you know, Tom 41, like, Father Tom will tap him on the shoulder at some point. At some point, like, dude, you're not going to be – he's talking about 45 still playing. Like, dude, nah, not 45, bro. All, all it take is one yeah, hit. All, all it take is all it take is one yeah. hit, and he's going to feel all of 41 years. Yeah, somebody come on. In that, that one head. instance. They're going to break him up. So, I mean, yeah, there's it, it's, it's plenty of places RG3 can go. Um, We can use him for real. You know, he can serve as a, a veteran backup. And we can put Chad Kelly down, you know, the third string and cut um, the the kid uh, Lynch because he's done nothing. He say hey, yeah. he's he's staying and just and just watching just watching people with uniforms on. He getting hit, <laughs> throwing picks. So we can definitely use him. Um, I'm trying to think, one more team that can probably use RG three. Hmm, I would say Cincinnati. Yeah, because uh, I agree with yeah, that. I agree with that. Because their backup, well, you know, Joe Blow, you know who their backup is. They got um Andy Dalton. Something happened to Andy Dalton. You know, you're gonna need somebody to come in there and like win you some ball games. So it's some teams, and he he's definitely you know a a, a change man, more humble. So yeah, RG three, I I think he he's proven 
proven himself this preseason that yeah, he he's back. Jim, what you think? If you if you if RG three is is free, which it probably look like he might he might be free. It, what team do you think will need an RG three? I, I I agree with Delonte. All those teams. I mean, really, I would take him as Pittsburgh to be honest with you. I, I might be happy to get rid of Landry Jones to have RG three as a uh, the second string because he still um, still changes the game a little bit. He, you have to respect his running ability. So, man, most definitely he, he can come to Pittsburgh and I and I'll be I'll be very happy with that. Shoot, he might be able to go to Kansas City too because I don't know who's behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I don't either. So it's gonna be kind of hell. If that's the case, it might be Seattle too. I don't know who's behind Russell Westbrook. Wilson, Wilson. Yeah, we're thinking that. Uh, I got, I got back. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm not too sure, man. I mean, be honest with you, if the Jets let go of Teddy Bridgewater, I might run after Teddy Bridgewater before I run after uh, RG three. Yeah, that's a that's a that's definitely another name um that's on the list. I say Buffalo. Um I would probably cut Peterman loose and have RG three as a, a solid, you know, backup possibly starting because it's it's that that that, that quarterback situation up there is a joke right now. Um uh, like I said, you know, Josh Allen really hasn't done anything to He's he's had a couple of throws, uh, you know, some moments where you're like, okay, but nothing popping out like, you know, oh, okay, he's the one. He's starting. Um, I think Miami. I mean, is Tannehill still down in Miami? Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, yeah, Miami. I I would go get RG three, Indianapolis, because it seemed like luck. And it's the same with Andy Dalton. It seemed like they take the wrong hit. They they're going to be missing a couple of games. These teams, I think, could use RG three or like Jim said, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I you know, I really think maybe the uh, the Chargers. You got an older Philip Rivers, maybe some insurance to change it up and do a couple of things. You know, but I think you got some options. I forgot all about Teddy Bridgewater, Jim. So, but hey, that's that's going. We're gonna wrap it up tonight, and that's all the time we have. Um, if you want to listen to the show, of course you you know we're on iTunes, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, um, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and uh, Stitcher. Uh, you can reach us email sideline junkies twenty four seven at gmail dot com. We're on Twitter sideline junkies. Podcast. We're on Facebook, Sideline Junkies Podcast. Uh, I think that's. I think I covered any everything. We'll post the links to the show shortly, and um, how you can, you know, like I said, how you can reach us. You can reach us on all those platforms. Delonte, you got anything else to add before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I just want to say, you know, to you, you know, after today's events, man, you know, tell all your loved ones that you love them. You know, make sure you pray. You know, because and don't take anything for granted because, hey, you know, it, it, it can all be snatched away in one second, you know. 
Just 100% right, yeah, bro. man. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't even go outside now and, without lo- having to look over your shoulder. But um, also, the, the, and on a positive note, I want to give my man Don and KG hell of a show the other night. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they did hell of a show the other night. Uh, that will be a staple show, uh, schedule permitting with, you know, Don and, and KG. That will be a staple show. You want to listen to wrestling, get some gaming in Friday, come holler at us. This Friday, top 10 wrestlers of all time. 10, 1 through 10. This Friday, make sure you, you're ready for that because it's not going to be what you want. It's not going to be what you like, but it's going to be what you need to hear. Okay? Yes, so, <laughs> oh, so, one more thing. Um, Shout out to uh, Jamel Hill as well. She's about to be, she's about to do big things. She's about to do big things like, absolutely. I think, Absolutely, ESPN. Like, come on, you know what I'm saying? We, yeah, no, we don't know what type of game y'all playing, but y'all lost a, a great employee. Y'all about to lose out on a great employee, like, absolutely. And I can't, I can't wait for her to go to her next, her next move because I we be right there with her, supporting oh, her. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, like I said, I think it's gonna be big, man. I really Definitely. do. So, that's it for tonight. I hope y'all enjoyed y'all weekend. Be safe. We will catch y'all. Definitely, like I said, listen out for uh, the Friday show with the Don and KG. Uh, I might have to sub for KG this Friday also, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Everybody have a good night. Peace.